0: Welcome back to another segment of the Changing Times podcast, Healthy Mind, Healthy Life, Managing Your Thoughts from a Biblical Perspective with your host Miss J and guest co-host Miss Shay. Thanks for joining us today. We could not be more excited about today's topic on toxic thoughts, pitfalls of a negative mindset and the impact they can have on your mental and physical well-being. It's no secret The enemy can and has used your thoughts against you. So, our excitement in choosing this topic for discussion has to do with exposing the truth about toxic thoughts rather than celebrating their ill effects. In fact, in previous episodes, we learned that unhealthy thought patterns contribute to an unhealthy life. So, it is paramount that not only should you be aware of the damage it can do to your life, but also how you can overcome, take authority, and have dominion over illegal thought patterns that have no legal right to invade your headspace. If you want to change your thinking, you will need to invest in developing positive thought patterns by spending time in God's word and by having conversations with others who encourage you to develop a new mindset. Look at it this way. Gas and water have a shutoff valve. You can turn on and off whenever necessary. Your thoughts work the same way. You can shut them on and off at the snap of a finger. So why partner with thoughts that trespass against your mind? Today, we want you to decide how much time you are willing to invest in thought patterns that are of no benefit to your life. Proverbs 4.23 in the GNT translation says, be careful how you think your life is shaped by your thoughts.
1: Solomon, the writer of Proverbs was a wise man. Remember when God told Solomon he could have anything his heart desired? He chose wisdom. Why? Because wisdom gives you unprecedented insight into things to come. Be that the case, we need to be mindful of how we do life and how decisions not only can determine but also impact the outcome of our lives. To be careful means to be aware, be alert. There is something coming down the pipeline. Solomon is saying to be careful and always weigh your thoughts to ensure that they remain pure. This calls for vigilance and allowing God to show you If there's evil attached to your thoughts, anytime you are told to be careful, it is because there is potential danger ahead. We don't always attach the pitfall that are associated with negative mindset. So it's time you start exercising your mind by flexing your mental muscle to stay on course with thoughts that contribute to a healthy mindset. In other words, you can choose to embrace thoughts that strengthen, and discard the ones that do the opposite. The ball is in your court.
0: You know, that is so true. Uh, So before we get into the nitty gritty of the pitfalls of such thinking and the importance of monitoring your thoughts daily, be aware of number one, you don't always think thoughts that are your own. No, because sometimes they belong to your friend, your spouse, And perhaps another person, because Satan wants to use your mind as a pawn to catalog someone else's thoughts. And number two, when you partner with someone whose mind travels down the same road as yours, you are heading for a disastrous destination. For example, everyone is thinking about something every day, every moment, every hour. There is not a day that goes by without thinking about something or someone. You wake up every morning with something or someone on your mind, be it good thoughts or bad thoughts. The question is, how much energy do you want to expend on unhealthy thoughts when all they do is cause havoc in your life? Whenever I personally think negative thoughts, it drains me of the things I need to do on a particular day. And sometimes I am so depressed, too depressed to follow through on what tasks I need to accomplish because my thoughts are consumed with wrong thinking that has no place in my headspace, which in many cases has caused me to look at others with suspicion and paranoia, void of reality and without no factual evidence to support it. So we really need to be careful listeners. You see, the problem is negative thoughts left unchecked Can produce more negative thought patterns. And eventually you become normalized by thought patterns that are foreign to right thinking. Remember in the first segment, we mentioned that it is appropriate to ask yourself on a regular basis in quote, why am I thinking what I am thinking about? Remember that? Because wrong thinking can have a devastating effect on your life. It's depressing. It's kind of productive to your mental health, and it takes up a great deal of time when you continue to embrace and meditate on them. So one of the purposes of the podcast is to bring self-awareness to how easy it is to fall prey to thoughts that are designed to rob you of your peace and sense of purpose. I don't know if you know, much about Pastor Paula White, but she's an amazing pastor. And she has an amazing book entitled, You Can't Conquer What You Don't Confront. It speaks for itself. If you are unwilling to confront a toxic mindset head on, you will never win the battle against its rule and reign over you. Sometimes I just get so tired. Of being a conduit for the devil's playground. There should be a time when we all decide enough is enough because God has given us the capacity to confront and deal with anything and everything we deem as an enemy in our life. So why sit there and do nothing? Anything toxic should compel you to ask more questions because anything toxic is associated with something lethal and dangerous like a snake's venom that is potentially life-threatening. The physical implications are considered dangerous, but what about the spiritual implications that are far more damaging because a person with a toxic mindset has a way of influencing other people? So uh, why is having control over your thoughts a big deal? I'm so glad you asked the question. Would you let a total stranger come into your home and start regulating rules and stay the night without your permission? Of course not. Toxic thoughts are like an old couch in your home. It is not going anywhere until you replace it. So since you own your own thoughts, you see you don't own someone else's thoughts, but you can be affected by them. See, the bottom line is you are responsible for your own thought. When you monitor your thoughts with periodic checkups, you then can become familiar with your thinking patterns and the pitfalls that are associated with it. Let's start by identifying common pitfalls of a negative mindset. Now, these are not exhaustive, but Ms. Shea is going to share with you a few of them. What do they do?
1: One of the first things that happens is they steal your joy and peace of mind. No one in their right mind is willing to forfeit their peace of mind. When you are driving on a highway, you see debris in your lane. You swerve to avoid hitting it because the minute you do, you can end up in an accident. The debris become a pitfall that you need to avoid at all costs. And so why jeopardize your peace because you weren't paying attention to the road? Another one, they hinder your ability to hear from God.
0: Absolutely.
1: When you've got stuff going on in your life, you may hear a noise, but you certainly don't hear from God because of the distractions.
0: Yeah. And, and they make you paranoid, which is another uh, bullet point and suspicious of others. So Michelle, when you think in terms of that list, what comes to your mind?
1: Um, when I think about the list of paranoid, when somebody looks at you and. You start feeling awkward, you start feeling inadequate. You start thinking that they're thinking something that they probably aren't. And then you determine within your mind that they have made up their mind about you, especially if you have some insecurity, something that you're battling with at that moment, you think everyone sees it like it's written on your forehead. And sometimes you tell yourself that you're a walking target of this is who I am and everybody knows it but me.
0: That is so true. And when I think about the next one that actually goes along the lines that you just said, they also incite negative self-talk. For example, I don't matter. I don't feel loved and appreciated. I can't do anything right. I'm never going to amount to anything. Does that sound familiar to some of you? My parents were right about me. Nobody likes me. Nobody loves me. Woe is me. I hate him. I hate her. I'll never forgive them for what they did to me. And the list goes on and on and on. You see, these pitfalls and the toxicity levels they bring to your life can be enormous because they weigh heavily on your mind. You find them hard to shake, and there is a mental takeover, and your thoughts are no longer recognizable although they're your thoughts. So when you find yourself in a place like this and have grown weary and tired of fighting old thoughts that have held you in captivity for days, months, or even years, and you are tired of fighting the same old familiar harassing spirits, it's time to fight back with the word of God, which is the sword of the spirit. And remember, we are here to help you win. Think about this. Someone has wronged you and you can't get them out of your mind. Just say you are in line to make a purchase and the cashier does not greet you. You leave the store and a minute later, the devil reminds you of what just happened. You call a friend and tell them your experience and they encourage you to call the manager and report the person. What just happened? You didn't think about reporting the cashier until it was suggested that you do something about it. Do you see how quickly the enemy can incite a negative thought? Then what happens next? You become anxious and agitated and the more you focus on the offense, the more that person becomes a fixture in your mind. That's a classic example of a toxic, out-of-control mindset. Now, you must ask yourself, Is it worth it? Is it worth losing my peace? Is it worth losing my joy? The answer is unequivocally no. So why give someone that much control over your spirit unless you enjoy being a masochist? You know what a masochist is? A masochist is someone who enjoys hurting himself. So it's not enough to eliminate toxic thinking. You must erase it and replace it with healthy thinking to take its place. Imagine if the trash company failed to empty your trash bins on a weekly basis. There would be a foul odor that that someone could smell maybe blocks away. Our minds work the same way. Minds filled with trash, becomes toxic over time, and it's hard to free yourself from it. You know, there's a lot in the Bible about religious leaders. They These people were amazingly wrong. You see, the religious leaders in the Bible, they struggled with the same mindset as do we. They were obsessed and incensed by Jesus' popularity as well as his notoriety with so many who believed in Jesus when they did not. The religious leaders' toxic thoughts were a symptom of an evil heart. Jesus makes it clear in Mark 7, 21, that they were suffering from a heart condition that had not been treated like so many of us. So what does this mean for all of us? A heart condition left untreated can lead to a heart malfunction and even heart failure because it is no longer functional. It doesn't hurt to do heart checks from time to time to see how you are doing. In Mark 7, Jesus described in detail what it means to have a spiritually depraved heart. Now, Ms. Shea is going to tell you about that. She's going to read the scripture and she's going to give you her input about what she really believes Jesus is saying to us.
1: The scripture reads, because it's from within, from the human heart, that evil thoughts come, as well as sexual immorality, stealing, murder, Since your heart is a storage container for a plethora of evil intentions, the longer it stays, the more damage it can do to your life.
0: So what he thinks is what he really is. Now that will really get you going. That's Proverbs 23 and 7 in the GNT translations. In other words, you are what you think. Your thoughts reveal your true character and the real person behind the smile and the handshake. Jesus points out an evil heart as being the root cause or source of toxic thoughts, which is an indication of an untreated heart ailment or a heart condition. Nothing can be done about it until you do something about it, period. Especially when it comes to unforgiveness, there are situations and circumstances you experience in your life that after 10, 15, 20, or even 30 years, you still have not gotten over it. Snap out of it, folks. And it does take time to work through it, but it is nothing that you cannot overcome with God's help. Yes, it takes discipline. Yes, it takes a willing heart, but understand your struggles whether it is unforgiveness or you have been traumatized for, by an experience, yours is not an isolated incident. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse number 13 in the LB translations, it says, but remember this, the wrong desires that come into your life aren't anything new and different. Now take note of this, listeners. Many others have faced exactly the same problems before you. And no temptation is irresistible. See, you have the power to resist anything that you want to. The scripture goes on to say you can trust God to keep the temptation from becoming so strong that you can't stand up against it. For he has promised this and will do what he says. He will show you how to escape temptation's power so that you can bear up patiently against it.
1: God would always give you an, a reason to escape whenever you have a battle. Unforgiveness is something so powerful. I think that people forget that when somebody hurts you and you're told to forgive them, yes, you can move past it. But a lot of times, I know with myself anyway, I forget to forgive myself. Because after that, I start beating myself up for allowing that negative thought to enter my mind mm-hmm. in the first place. Yeah. I beat myself up for allowing that person to get the best of me. And I'm tempted to give him a piece of my mind. <laughs> so you have to go on and forgive yourself as well as forgiving others.
0: And that's so too. And so that's why we need to understand that it is impossible to overcome something hurtful or traumatic without God's help. A psychiatrist can't do it. Psychologists can't do it. A therapist or counselor, they can assist, but they don't have the power to deliver you. Only God can. He is the only one who empowers you to do what you can do on your own. The question is, how can you expect to get free from something if you don't deal with it? That is the million-dollar question. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. So sometimes, when think about it, don't you just get tired of being a punching bag for the devil? What about those of you who struggle with the poor self image that falls under the same category as toxic thinking, because toxic thoughts have many faces and they change based on your mood. Toxic minds can become hardened over time because they buy into Satan's lies and people with these mindsets have a tough time getting over the hurts and offenses without seeking help. And then many times they share their grief with someone who empathizes and thinks like them and they too become angry. See, fires start when you share information with someone with a negative mindset who thinks like you. The fire rages even more when that person you shared the information with shared it with another person who shares it with another person like you do on Facebook. If you keep sharing Everyone knows your story and now it's next to impossible to put the fire out. The mess you created may seem impossible to recover from, but it does not mean there is no redemption. In the interim, you may have lost healthy God-bonded relationship when it could have been avoided by using wisdom. So keep in mind, Toxic thoughts are harmful, contagious, and detrimental, resulting in unnecessary emotional and physical distress. No one wants to live in a negativity, but you can't live without it because it is part of the human experience. Negativity in and of itself is not necessarily bad because you learn from negative experiences and it keeps you balanced. For example, someone may tell you that nuts are good for your health when some people have a horrible allergic reaction to eating nuts. On the contrary, nuts are a nutritionally rich food containing most of the vitamins and minerals the body needs. However, this may be the case for some people, but it may not apply to all because many uh, people experience horrible allergic reactions. So, what's the point? You are affected by both positive and negative experience in life, but the one that leaves an indelible imprint in your mind has the most impact on your mental well-being.
1: The question becomes, what do you need to to do to keep yourself rooted, grounded, and balanced in your thinking? Positive reinforcement. Let that be your focus. This is especially important when you consider people who hold on to unforgiveness. Like a baby throttling (laughs) around with a dirty blanket, they refuse to let it go. You've got that right. I once heard something, Ms. J. Um, let Let me make sure I get this right. It says... You cannot carry your cross and a fence. Oh, fence. Wow. So why get offended? You're supposed to be picking up your cross and carrying it. That was powerful. That
0: is profound. See, I believe people who hold on to grudges are toxic people. So as we continue our discussion, are you honest enough to admit that you were either the perpetrator or the victim when it comes to unforgiveness? I know people who have missed many years of quality time with family and friends because they felt traumatized by a wrong done to them that was not resolved, nor has there been closure. Eventually, the offense profoundly shaped their lives for the worst. It's like a mental takeover that consumes your life over time. They press a recall button in their mind and like a computer, they can pull up every dreadful experience that has happened to them, especially offenses that were so detrimental that they were affected in such a way they, they felt like they couldn't even engage with quality relationships because they're still having an issue with what other people did to them. And that's so sad when there's opportunity to establish God bonded relationships. And because of a bad experience, you've decided, I don't think I can trust again. See, these feelings can lead to physical ailments and mental trauma that can literally kill you over time. In most cases, the individual or persons you are begrudging have moved on to their next victim. So staying stranded on the same freeway in the same car is puzzling when you could have replaced the car, taken a different route, and moved on. I have talked to countless people who never get over past offenses. They rehearse and relive every moment as though it happened yesterday. And then they are consumed by it, sad but true. And no matter what you say, they have taken ownership of the offense. It belongs to them. And they refuse to relinquish their right to give it up and turn it over to God.
1: It's kind of like um, control. It's a part, it's something that they can control. It's, Mm. It's a sense of control within their own mindset. You know, I have the right to be offended. I have the right to be upset. I have the right to not want to talk to that person anymore. But, you know, it's about community. Building community means you're going to be messing around with some crazy people. And God has created each and every one of us different and uniquely for a purpose. It's a it's a divine appointment. Community is so important because it allows you to interact with different social statuses, different people, different mindsets. Exactly. Yeah. And it allows you to exercise your um, fruits of the spirit. Exactly. And a lot of times when you're rubbing the wrong way with a person, instead of getting offense, sometimes you have to look within yourself.
0: Exactly. That is so true. That's why Proverbs 18, 19 in the LB translation is right on point when it says, it is harder to win back the friendship of an offended brother than to capture a fortified city. His anger shuts you out like iron bars. That's a person that is set in their ways and they refuse to allow themselves to be flexible. Imagine a setting like this. While on vacation with my family, we visited a real castle in Napa Valley, a fabulous castle with iron bars that were fortified. The castle was a fortress. It was a strongly fortified town that no one can enter without the permission of of an authorized employee. I'm not sure if a military tank could force its way through this amazing castle. Case in point, if this proverb describes you, then you have a stronghold that is yet to be broken. But more than that, it is bondage to have a one dimensional mindset that is so deeply rooted in one or more negative events that you refuse to forget you are heading for a miserable life. Holding on to an offense is both destructive and counterproductive to what God wants for your life. And the enemy, Satan himself, uses this as an opportunity to keep heaven's doors closed off to you because of your disobedience to God and your defiance to the other person to forgive them. In our discussion earlier, we learned there is a connection between negative thoughts and an evil heart. Before I share this scripture, I will give you a little history lesson. The religious leaders were notorious for having a one dimensional mindset associated with an evil heart that Jesus pointed out. They always pointed the finger at those who did not fit their narrative of don't do what I do, do what I say do. Jesus had several encounters with them. They always tracked his activities and motives in hopes of finding him in violation of a law to accuse him of wrongdoing. In Matthew 9, when Jesus healed a paralyzed man, the religious leaders watched with disdain, as is the case with people with toxic mindsets. They called him a blasphemer. In the eyes of the Jewish leaders, when Jesus claimed to be God's son, he was insulting to God. It is no wonder he was hated by them. What they didn't know is Jesus read their minds in the same way he reads ours. No one can hide their thoughts from Jesus because they are open and naked before his eyes. He already knows them even before the thought was conceived in your mind. In the account of Matthew 9, uh, verses 2 through 4 in the ESV, Jesus described the religious leaders' thoughts as evil should not be a wake-up call for us. It says, and behold, some people brought to him a paraplegic lying on a bed and when jesus saw their faith he said to the paraplegic take heart my son your sins are forgiven and behold some of the scribes said to themselves this man is blaspheming but jesus knowing their thoughts said why do you think evil in your hearts now we're getting into the details of evil thoughts we're going to pause for a moment to see how Evil thoughts go hand in hand with your spiritually depraved heart. The Bible mentions the heart almost a thousand times. In essence, this is what it says The heart is that spiritual component, that spiritual compartment where our emotions and desires dwell. That is where the heart dwells. This is how we get to the very core of our thought life. Next time, We're going to continue on with thought patterns that are designed to destroy your life. In the meantime, we want to thank you for joining us today. But before you leave this broadcast, we never want to assume that everyone that is listening knows Jesus. If you have never received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, now is your opportunity. Repeat after me Lord Jesus. Come into my life. I repent of my sins and ask your forgiveness. I receive you as my personal Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. Thank you so much. We love you. Welcome to the family of God. Tune in for our next segment on Toxic Thoughts. We appreciate you and have a blessed day and happy listening. Goodbye.